I give honor to God today. I thank the Lord that he is the head of my life. I love him because not only did he first love me, but he loved me when I couldn't love myself. And I truly thank God for that. We give honor to our bishop and first lady in their absence. And I thank them for entrusting me to speak on today. Amen. We give honor to our pastor, my mother, Pastor Knox. Hallelujah. Praise God. She is truly a blessing to this house. Amen. We give honor to all the elders, the ministers, evangelists. To everyone that's here today, we thank you for being here and um, we honor you on today. I honor my wife on today. If you only knew, <laughs> my plan was never ever to get married, but God. And that's one of the best things that he has ever done for me was bless me with my wife, Tamika Thompson. Can we applaud her? Honor you, baby, I love you. Praise God. It's great to have a, 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 a wife, especially like mine. She really covers me. She prays for me all the time. She prays for me even when I'm acting crazy. And yes, I do. I'm not always <laughs> right, but she loves me unconditionally. And I thank God for that. I'm not going to uh, prolong the time. If you work with me, we will be out of here soon and I promise I will be finished when I'm done amen let us stand and let's record the word we're gonna go to second Kings chapter 6 verses 8 through 17 I don't know if it's on the monitors or not no it is okay and if you would read along with me Please bear with me. I know uh, protocol says you know me. I'm only supposed to have two or three scriptures, but it's important that we read this portion of it. And it reads, Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once, nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha. The prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he hither, thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city above. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? 
And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed, and Elijah prayed, and Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And the word of the Lord is blessed. You may have your seats. If I can, but for a few moments, I'm going to go from a subject that says, what do you see? What do you see? If you would, you know we got to talk to each other. Tell, ask your neighbor the question, what do you see? Now, there's a difference in seeing and hearing. Amen. Is, is there an example? Are you asking me to give you an example? Give us an example. Well, since you insist, <laughs> there was a man that came in the prayer line and he said, Pastor, I need you to pray for my hearing. So the pastor prayed for his hearing and he said to the man, how was your hearing? He said to the pastor, he looked up at him and said, I don't know because my hearing is not until next week. <laughs> That's for all you deep folks out there, okay? <laughs> Are we family? Can I be myself? Amen, okay. We're not that deep, amen? Amen. Seeing is all about light. Light reflects off of an object if that object is in your field of vision, it enters the eye. I'm explaining the seeing process, and here's the point behind this. The first thing it touches is a thin veil of tears on the surface of the eye. Behind, this is your eye's front window, the cornea. This layer helps you focus the light. On the other side of is liquid called aqueous humor. It circulates throughout the front of the part of the eye and it keeps pressure inside constant. I'm talking about seeing. The next portion of seeing, after the aqueous humor, humor, light passes through the pupil. This is the center round opening in your iris, the colored part of your eye. This is how light gets back to the lens. Next up is the lens which works like a camera to focus on the light. It adjusts shapes depending on whether the light reflects off something near you or far away. The light now pierces the center of the eyeball. It's bathed in moisture from a clear gel known as the vitreous. Its final destination is the retina which lines the back of your eye. It's like a screen in a movie theater or the film in a camera. The focused light hits cells called photoreceptors. 
These signals from these photoreceptors, they travel down the nerve fibers and they go to the optic nerve and it sends a signal, a visual signal back to the brain. And this is how you see. Light reflected off an object, enters your eye, gets focused, and is converted into electrochemical signal delivered to the brain and is interpreted as seen for an image. The brain and the body needs light to remain healthy and maintain clear vision. So if you need light to see in the natural, what do you need in the spiritual? Where is your light source? What is your light source? The Bible says that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. It also says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Bible also goes on to say that I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. Jesus must be, he must be your source of light. In the scripture today, the king of Aram had waged war against Israel. He had a plan that he just knew was foolproof. He thought his plan was perfect, guaranteed, and flawless. But little did he know that it wasn't. As you know, I served in the military for over 26 years. And I believe that the United States has one of the best intel systems that there is. Amen? We have, let me give you an example. We have people that go to school and they learn certain languages, for instance, Arabic. And the only, they go to school for maybe one to two years, and it's a very interesting, intense school because they have to learn the common language of Arabic, the formal, etc. And their only job is to sit and listen to different types of transmissions to, to spy on the Arabs. We have Chinese linguists, we have Korean linguists. But I'm bringing it up because our intel is so superior, but it, it has flaws. There's also what we call, as far as an early warning system, the weather station. The weatherman probably has the best job in the world. That's the only job that you can get wrong and still keep it. <laughs> Amen. There's early warning systems in your vehicles. It tells you when you need to get an oil change, tire pressure's low, and other early types of warning information such as your brakes, etc. Vehicles now are equipped with what they call forward collision warning. And some vehicles even have the system that will allow it to stop before you crash. But we know that they're all not 100%. So let's rewind. Let's go back to over 2,500 years ago. Elisha was Israel's early warning system. His information was 100% accurate. His information was 100% accurate. Unlike today, now we have technology today that we think surpasses everything. But back then, they didn't have nothing. Elisha had God. God's report is always 100%. 
That you can take to the bank. No matter what people say or do, what God says is always correct. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. God is always correct. Always correct. So the king thought that they had a leak. Somebody's got to be telling me, telling Israel my plans. Someone has got to be giving them each time we attack the information so that they can avoid us. But little did he know that God knows everything. He knows our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our needs, our devotion, our frailties, and our foolishness. He knows his own. He knows the past, present, and the future. He knows what could, could be or what might be. God knows all that can be. God knows those of you that are sitting in here right now texting. He knew you were going to do that before you got here. God knows everything. He knows everything that exists, everything that could have existed, existed. He knows instantly and effortlessly. He knows all matters and all that matters. Every mind and all mind. All spirits and every spirit. Every being and all beings. God knows every creaturehood and every creature. Every plurality and all pluralities. All law and every law. All relations, all causes, all thoughts, all mysteries, all enigmas, all feelings, all desires, every other secret, all thrones and dominions and all personalities. God knows all. He knows all the invisible and visible in heaven and earth, motion, space, time, life, death, good, evil, heaven or hell. God knows everything. Hallelujah. He is an omniscient God. He is all-knowing. Hallelujah. We praise God because he knows everything. Hallelujah. In the scripture, when the king found out that Elisha was forewarning Israel, he sent an entire army to get one man. Is that overkill? He sent an entire army, and we know it was a big army because it surrounded the city of Dothan. Now, if Elijah was able, and this is just a thought that came to me, if Elijah was able to tell where each attack was, did he know that they were coming to get him? And if he did know, how come he didn't run or hide? If I know that you were coming to get me <laughs> and you had a big force with you, most people are going to hide. They're going to leave. They're going to go. But Elisha, hallelujah, knew that God was on his side. Hallelujah. He knew that God is all powerful. He's everywhere. He has no limitations. He is sovereign. He's the absolute and sole ruler of the universe. He had God on his side. Hallelujah. For he shall give his angels over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. There's angels surrounded each and every one of you today. There's angels that guard you, that keep you, that protect you, that you don't even see, but they're there. I thank God for the angels that are around me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know God? Do you know him? 
is he your God? Yes. Is he your protection? Yes. So the scripture goes on to say that his servant gets up early that morning and he looks out and what does he see? He sees that the city is surrounded by horses and chariots. When the enemy attacks, he comes full throttle. He brings everything with him. I mean, he's going to hit you with the haymakers and the kids going to act up, the bills going to come in. And, but we know that God is with us. So the servant asks Elisha, after getting up in a panic, Elisha, what shall we do? And Elisha, which is not surprising to me, but it may be surprising, he gets up calm, cool, and collective. And he says to the servant, fear not. Those that are with us are more than they that are with them. Then, then he prayed. So what I want to tell you today, what you need to know is that when trouble comes, when trouble comes, and it's going to come, don't panic, pray. In this season, we must pray. In this season, we must pray. Prayer prevents panic and promotes peace. Did you hear me say proof? Did somebody say prove it? since you insist and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ the Bible also says be careful for nothing but in prayer but in everything pray prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let our requests be known unto God we must pray about everything there's nothing too big there's nothing too small what would be too big to God be too small to God. We must pray about everything. The saints, when Peter was captured and thrown in jail, they put two chains around him and two guards, took him through two corridors, and they had him in jail. Now, when the saints found out that Peter was in jail, in prison, what did they do? They began to pray and pray and pray they prayed so hard that God sent an angel down hallelujah God sent an angel down to help and rescue Peter the angel told Peter he said hey Peter I'm gonna use my own words if that's okay he said Peter get up and put your clothes on as Peter got ready to get up the chains, now they had two chains around him. One man, again, overkill. Look how the enemy will work against you. He's going to put more on you than necessary to see if you're going to break. Amen? The enemy is coming to give you more than you, you think that he, you can handle. But God, but God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, this is overkill. Two chains, two guards behind two corridors. But God came in, the angel came in and said, Peter, get up, put your clothes on. And as he got up, the chains fell off, the guards did not wake up, and they walked out of the jail. 
That's the kind of God we serve. The supernatural can happen. That's the kind of God that will do what we don't think that we can do, but we have to rely on him to do it. Amen? So not only did they leave there, but as they approached the city gates, now the city gates were humongous. And as they got to the gate, the gate just opened up. They didn't have to touch it. They didn't have to push it. They didn't have to climb over it. The gate opened up. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God that we, we serve. When we pray without ceasing, when we pray without ceasing, change will come. Change will come. Change will come. Pray so that change will come. Pray that the doors will open that you're praying about. Pray that your eyes will open. Pray that change will come. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible also says that finally, my brethren, and I need to read this whole scripture as the Lord put it heavily on my heart. And this is something that I know that somebody needs to hear today. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And here's the key. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. That means you got to pray for each other. That means you got to pray for everybody. That means you got to pray for everything. Hallelujah. The clear sight that we have of the sovereignty of the power of heaven, the less we shall fear troubles on earth. And we will experience troubles. Everybody in here is going to experience some type of trouble. The Bible says man born of a woman is full Come on now, saints. And full of trouble. So when you're born, you automatically run into some type of trouble somewhere along the line. But trouble is seasonal. Trouble does not last our way. What the enemy tries to do is blanket you with so much overkill that you can't see what God has on the other side. So today what I'm trying to tell you is that what are you looking at? What do you see? What do you see? You need to put on, as I said it on last week when I spoke at a different church, you have to put on your spiritual opticals. And when you see things that are stopping you, you have to look with your spiritual eyes and see that God says you're free. 
when sickness comes about your body. You have to know and see through your spiritual eyes that I am healed. I shall live and not die. Hallelujah. And you will go through. Job was the man that went through so much in his life. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job got to the point where he had went through so much stuff and he tried to seek the Lord. He was in what we call a silent period. The Bible goes on to say to Job, and I'm going to paraphrase. He said that I went over to my right where he normally is, and I didn't see him. He said I went over to my left where he normally is over there, and he wasn't there. I went forward, and he wasn't there. I went back, and he still wasn't there. So Job said, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here because he knows. He knows. He knows where I am. And when he findeth me, I'm going to come forth as pure gold. So that means when you go through the fire, when you go through the fire, on the other side of the fire, hallelujah, is gold. Hallelujah. So you will go through. You will experience trouble. You will have problems. They're going to see that you cannot bear them. But God, but God, God is the answer. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is everything. He's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's my strength. He's my joy. He's my help. He's my friend. He's my everything. Hallelujah. God is my everything. My all in all. I can't move without God. I can't breathe without God. I can't walk without God. God is, hallelujah, my everything. What is he to you? What is he to you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And it was so heavy in my spirit that a lot of us are really dealing with a lot of things. A lot of things in life. And I have, for one, I must be transparent. I panicked. Things panicked. Things have came up where I was like the servant. Oh, what am I going to do? But I came to remind you today. Hallelujah. I came to remind you today. Don't panic, but pray. And if you need to do like the servant did, he went to the prophet and the prophet came. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to pray that God opens your eyes. Hallelujah. If you're weak Hallelujah. and you need somebody else and you're panicked, go to the prophet. Hallelujah. Go to the man and woman of God and let them know Hallelujah. that you're going through. Hallelujah. I need you to pray with me. Hallelujah. I need you to encourage me. Hallelujah. I need you to help me. And they're going to pull you out with them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We must pray. We must pray. We must pray. Pray for your brothers. Pray for your sisters. Pray until something happens. Pray until your change comes. Pray until the doors open. Pray until your son comes in. Pray until your daughter comes in. Pray until 
until your husband gets saved. Pray until your spouse gets saved. Pray, pray, pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you pray, pray will prevent panicking and promote peace. Hallelujah. Peace that surpasses all understanding. You can get the bad news, but I can sit and rest assured that I have peace now because I prayed about it and I gave it to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray, saints. Pray. Pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't feel like it. Pray. The more you pray, the more you build your relationship with God. You have to be in relationship with him. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Hallelujah. 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 So what do you see? What do you see? Hallelujah. What are you focused on? What are you looking at? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In these days, hallelujah, glory to God. We must, we must, it is so essential that we look through things through our spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. It's going to be tough some days. It's going to be rough sometimes. <laughs> but when you look through your spiritual eyes, but when you look, <laughs> woo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When you look through your spiritual eyes, God will give you the vision that you need to make it. He will give you the strength that you need to make it. And most of all, he will give you Hallelujah. Can you clap your hands real good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I want my eyes to always be open to what God has for me. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah.